0: Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer, and I have with me today Rena Van Elst from Strata Central. Hi, Rena. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. I'm very pleased to be here with you. It's been a little bit longer than our usual between podcast drinks. We've both been crazy busy this time of year, so it's lovely to be back on air. Exactly. Lovely to see you, Amanda. And I know you've been racking up some wins and some challenges to share with me and our listeners this week. So let's jump in. Hard things first. What has been challenging
1: you this week? Today, I. Like- challenge Amanda relates to bylaw breaches and the issuing of those types of emails and correspondence. So we we had received an email from the secretary of the scheme where he had personally received a complaint from an owner that another owner was in the lobby trying to provide some information regarding a motion. The details exactly I'm not really aware of. However, this owner felt harassed and thought I should be able to walk through the foyer without getting you know harassed by someone every time... I walk past. So the secretary asked us to issue a bylaw breach letter. Well, we didn't have an issue letter. It was just an email. And it was just saying that there's been a complaint about you harassing someone in the lobby. Can you please refrain from doing this as this is a breach of the peaceful enjoyment of an owner lawfully using common property? And Mm -hmm. the person that received the bylaw breach email, he was quite upset. And basically said, I need evidence. Because obviously we weren't, like they hadn't come to us directly. We went back to the secretary and said, is there any evidence? And when the secretary went and spoke to the complainant, he said, oh, I'll just withdraw it. I don't want to get into evidence and this and that. Which even though I said to the secretary, we don't have to provide evidence. I mean, person has made a complaint. We're not trying to crucify anybody. We're just letting them know that, please stop doing this. Anyway, the secretary said, no, this person is worried now. i obviously made a mistake in terms of reporting it. I'm going to write to the owner directly and tell him that we're withdrawing the whole complaint and apologizing. Now, the owner then didn't accept that apology and said that Strata Central acted unlawfully, that they should know the conditions of their license, and unless I get an unconditional apology from Strata Central, then I'm going to go to Fair Trading, and so... I suggested to the secretary, why don't we have a meeting with this owner, at least then we can try and sit with him and you know, just see exactly what has been so upsetting because references were made, this is on the record, all this stuff, but also was on the record as an apology. So anyone that would ever see the record, which as we know, Amanda, no one ever sees emails, but if they were to see this email, they would also see a corresponding apology from the secretary. And the secretary made it clear to him that I gave the instruction to the Central. it wasn't that they would. and. Then when we asked for a meeting, the meeting was refused. The um, owner said he doesn't see any benefit or utility in having, and that basically that Strata Central and the manager concerned who sent the email should know the law in relating to their license and all that sort of thing. And therefore, unless they receive an initial apology from Strata Central also, that they're going to report the manager and Strata Central to their trading. And so I just wanted to ask you, manager, like on what basis could he submit an application? Because as far as I'm aware, we're still into the law of agency and our and our agreement. We had delegated authority when given an instruction by the secretary to issue correspondence, and that we were able to do that.
0: Right now, let me just clarify. It was an email sent saying there has been a complaint about behaviour on the common property. We have a bylaw about behaviour on the common property please comply with the bylaw, something like that. It was not a formal notice to comply with the bylaw under Section 146 of the Act? No. Okay. And has there been any talk about or resolution of the committee that a formal notice to comply should be issued? No. No, because
1: the complainant has now withdrawn their complaint and actually given an apology. Yes, and therefore the Secretary wrote directly to the owner that we had emailed and apologised directly. His the Secretary could see that this owner was having a go at us and he said, you shouldn't be in trouble. You just did what I asked you to do. And it wasn't, as I said, an email that said anything except what we've just discussed.
0: Right, okay. So the crux of it is you, the strata manager, are acting on the instructions of the committee to do something arising from facts that the committee, specifically the Secretary, has informed you about. You followed that instruction. Yeah, look, I can't see where these allegations about breach of your agency agreement or your license terms or your legal obligations as an agent are coming from. It sounds like you've bent over backwards to accommodate this person and to make clear that perhaps this has all been a bit of a misunderstanding, seemingly, in my view, on the part of the the secretary or the committee who have Receive this complaint, or the complainants then withdrawn the complaint. Look, these things happen, and it's necessary to backpedal a bit sometimes. But as you say, Rena, you're there as agent acting for the principal on their instructions. It sounds like those were, at the time, they were given valid, legitimate, reasonable instructions, and circumstances change.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. That's what I thought. But I just wanted to make it perhaps clear to some other strata managers out there as well that, and owners in particular, that pursuant to the law of agency and also your agency agreement then there are things that we're allowed to do such as you know issuing levy notices I mean it says even though you might have a treasurer the treasurer can delegate that function to an agent so I think sometimes owners don't understand that when we're writing to owners or residents that normally I think on the most part it's normally based on an instruction either from the strata committee or sometimes we may get an email from an owner saying you know that sitting below another apartment I've had Last night there was someone running around rolling floorboards. You know we need to take people on face value, and then through a negotiated process, the person may say, "Yeah, well, I did that or I didn't do that." Or, but I haven't really ever had someone say that you have to like produce evidence when I mean, we went at the tribunal or at a court or anything to try to produce evidence of, of a breach. And that's why I asked: was it a formal notice to comply
0: that had been issued? Because you'll see under Section one hundred and forty-six when that notice is being issued, the owner's corporation does have to be satisfied, those are the words in the section, satisfied that there has been a breach of the bylaw, not the threshold, let's say, when you're sending an email, drawing attention to something that, that has occurred on the common property and attempting to nip it in the bud, let's say, before we even get to the level of having to be satisfied. Thanks, Amanda. Okay, moving on to my challenge for this week. I have been working with an owner in a building that has been, let's say, taken by surprise at the expiry of their Strata Manager's agency agreement. So I think this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, Rena. but I'm bringing it back because I've seen it happen maybe two or three times in the last month. I've had clients or members in our online community come to me and say, Amanda, we've just discovered that our Strata Manager's agreement has expired without notice. They've been operating for the last couple of months possibly under an expired agreement. Oh no, what do we do? And this continues to amaze me that our professional strata managers are allowing their agency agreements to expire. What I did see in one recent situation was that the agent, upon realizing their agreement had expired, encouraged the strata committee to convene a meeting and pass a resolution to extend their expired Agency agreement for a further period of three months with the intent that that would take them to the AGM and they could enter into a new agreement. Now, my view has always been that you can't extend an expired agreement. Once that date has passed, you've lost your opportunity. Yes, you can resolve to extend an agreement before it has expired, and the extension of three months is set out there in our New South Wales legislation. But once that agreement has expired, all bets are off. There's really, in my view, open to challenge from other lawyers who might be out there in my view no way to cure that now it is necessary our legislation tells us it's necessary for a strata manager to inform their owners corporation that the end of the agreement term is coming up section 50 subsection 6 in our strata schemes management act says that at least three months before the end of the term of appointment the strata manager must give written notice
1: that the end of the term is coming up Is that something that you do, Rena? Yeah, we do that regularly, Amanda, but I've seen uh, many other companies that we've received um, buildings from where they haven't even done that, where they've actually been um, operating on an expired agreement. And I think I did mention in one of our other episodes, Amanda, that I had raised this with our PI insurer because I was concerned that for an agent to do that, would they be covered? And the PI insurer wasn't really directed in relation to answering that question because I think it depended on what the agent had done and what ramifications could have arisen from their actions. But I'm actually aware of another agency agreement from one of my colleagues that was showing me where it had expired, I think, about a year ago. And what they were trying to do when they were trying to be reappointed was to basically ratify it back to a year before its expiry. So in a sense, to try and remedy that loophole where they had been operating on an agency agreement that had expired one year ago and to bind them into a new one. So to ratify the appointment back to January of that year and then obviously extend for a new term as well. So that's something I've seen also in a general meeting, which I'm thinking I've never seen. that was like one of the extremes because it had gone on for so long. But I think the problem is a matter that we have systems in place and I think our software actually does have a contract expiry register so that we can see in red. When our um, agency agreements are coming up, but I'm not sure about other programs. And I think perhaps there seems to be someone that's not taking responsibility and it's sort of falling off the radar, I would say. But it does require people to be looking at the expiry dates, you know, someone that's assigned specifically to make sure that that's covered. But I'm seeing it more often than not. But not at three in one month, like you said. I haven't seen that before.
0: Yeah, it just kept coming up. I can imagine why a building and a manager in particular who has picked this up would want to at least pass a resolution attempting to deal with it. Because it really does call into question that agent's authority to charge fees under that agency agreement the authority to carry out acts under that agency agreement and to the extent there may be any dispute about what's occurred in that period where the agent was operating under an expired agreement, the owners' corporation may be able to say, well, you didn't have legal authority to do those things,
1: managing agent,
0: because you didn't have a valid agreement nor should you be paid pursuant to the schedule that's set out in that agreement.
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting point that you're raising, Amanda, because I think when you think about any other service provider, let's say building managers they have i think up to 10 years but even if their agency agreement expires it just continues on a month-to-month basis even yes. if if it like we've had the other day a mobile phone plan that expired for the lift like the, you know the lift lines now have the mobile phone chips in them and one of the company's commanders said you know it's expired and i said well it's obviously going month to month why does it need to be in a fixed term and they said oh you can get a better rate etc but it's unfortunate that the only agreement that really expires for an owners corporation is an agency agreement for a managing agent. Mm. Electricity contracts, if they expire, then you know you might go into higher default rates, but you don't get electricity being cut off because it's expired. I understand the intention of the legislation, but I think that it, it has put an extra burden of, on strata managers to make sure that you know they've got systems in place that you know. Again, we have to then send an email the committee they say yes then we have to do a committee meeting and writing then we have to follow up voting papers and going to say are you financial and so it's not just the end of just saying your agency agreement is going to expire in three months you've got to then take the action to enable the extension to occur and that's more time and effort on the managing agents resources so yeah i'm not sure what we can do amanda in terms of i know this month-to-month thing sort of was wide many agreements just continue for so many years and no one really did anything about it. But I think the fact that it expires so suddenly also is another issue, I think, for managers and and finance corporations as well. I don't think it's just an impact on the manager.
0: Yes, definitely, especially when the legality of acts that might've been carried out and money that might've been paid out is called into question when an agreement expires, that does affect the owners. It was something I was going to ask you, Rena. what systems do you have in place to be alerting you to the expiry dates of agreements? And you've said you've got the dates in your software and there's a bit of an automated process around that. However, you may still need to convene a committee meeting to extend agreements if there's no AGM on the near horizon. And I do think that's where these agents who are failing to recognise, to be aware of these dates looming, might be falling down. They don't have those systems, the technology they're supporting them yeah. to alert them to these dates. The policy around this change, and it was a change in our 2015 legislation previously, could have agreements that would roll over for continuing terms and month to
1: month. Well, I think the continuing terms, would that was deemed to be unlawful because then that was the Australian Consumer Law. You may recall that no agreement could then, because unless you have a, gave the required notice that you wanted not to renew it, that's all now been removed from the legislation. So mm. even though some agreements may have said that, that wasn't able to be enforced. But however, I think, yeah, I mean, if every other agreement can go month to month, why is it that, that a managing agent's agreement can't go month to month? And I understand why. I think that there was a bit of complacency and all that sort of thing. But then why just single out the managing agent? Why is it that the building manager's agreement can't then, should end right on the dot? And they get 10 years and we get three. And I'm not, again, making comparisons, but a 10-year agreement up to 10 years is quite a big amount of time to allow an entity to be your service provider.
0: That's a, it's a good point that you raise, actually. I was asked that in the forum very recently and I went searching for that time period. Maximum three-year terms for everything except building manager agreements, which are maximum 10-year terms in New South Wales, or embedded network agreements that get approved at the first AGM. They are not capped at that three-year mark either. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Who's <laughs> no. for <Feast your> thought? <laughs> <laughs> so agents out there listening, committees out there thinking, hmm, wonder when my agent's agreement expires. That must be coming up soon. Make sure you're on top of those dates at risk of being in a world of pain. If Look, if everybody's on board and, and it is an honest mistake, Genuinely overlooked, committee's happy with the strata manager, then it's unlikely that anything would come of it at the next AGM. If you want that strata manager to continue, then I suppose you enter into a new agreement. But technically, legally, if someone wanted to challenge that arrangement and wanted to call into question the acts of the agent that were being carried out under an expired agreement, then they could. And I think they could do so quite easily as a matter of law. All right. Now we have this week, a joint win, I think, Rena. Are you okay for me to introduce this as our joint win? Yes, man. I'd love for you to introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, dear listeners, have some exciting news. And Rena is very much part of this news too. I've been in planning mode for a little while now, planning a very special in-person event that is going to happen in February twenty twenty four. Before I get there, I'm just gonna rewind a little. Some of you may know that earlier this year, 2023, I became an approved provider of CPD continuing professional development training for our New South Wales Strata managers. Yay! (laughs) 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 Our Strata managers must do a certain amount of CPD education throughout the year in order to meet the conditions of their licence here in New South Wales and they can't just go anywhere to get their CPD education. There are some compulsory topic areas that must be covered and those topics can only be delivered by a New South Wales Fair Trading approved CPD provider, of which I am now one. But that is not the exciting news. The exciting news is this, and this is the first time that I am, well, at the time we're recording this, this is the first time I'm announcing this news with all the details. By the time this chat goes to air, you may have seen this in your inboxes. I am hosting a one-day CPD event on the 23rd of February. 2024, and I'm inviting our New South Wales licensed strata managers to come along and tick off their compulsory CPD hours. Now, not only do you tick off that legal requirement by spending the day with me and with Rena, Rena is going to be there too. She is one of our special guest presenters. You can also do it in style. The Your Strata Property one day CPD event is being held in Mudgee.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a gorgeous venue organized for you to spend the day with me, with Rena, with our other secret, mystery, special guest speakers. Your every need will be catered for. And then we move on to an all inclusive sunset banquet dinner at a local winery. This is all happening on Friday, the 23rd of February, 2024. If you are listening to this podcast episode as soon as it drops, which will be around the 31st of August, early access tickets will have already opened to our pro members. You know who you are. Check your inboxes for your special link to book in to this event. Now, there are very limited spots available at the event. That restriction is placed on us by New South Wales Fair Trading. We can only offer face-to-face CPD training to a small group. So assuming tickets don't sell out once the pros have had their shot at them, general access will be made available to everyone from Thursday, the 31st of August. So if you're up to date with your podcast episodes and you're listening to this one around about that date, hopefully there are still some more tickets available there for you. You can check out all the details of the event and secure your spot over at yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash CPD event. That link for you in the show notes. Over on that page, you'll also find out who our other special guest speakers are. They have been secured. They are there over on the website. Have a look. I know you'll love them. You'll be very excited to be hearing from them. Rena Van Alst, I can't wait
1: to spend the day and the evening with you in Mudgee. Oh, that'll be lovely, Amanda. We're looking forward to it so much because it's such a lovely place to have education and when you think about a winery it's you know relaxing and it's sort of a more professional environment even though it is a winery because I think when people are there they're more relaxed and it's not like being in an auditorium or you know those sort of venues where there's mass-produced seating and mass-produced um dinners and things like that it's it'd be nice to have something that's more intimate with um a number of strata managers and it's also a good way for us as colleagues to catch up rather than just to be in in a formal conference type sort of thing where you can relax. I'm really looking forward to it, Amanda. It's going to be a great event.
0: Yes. So it's still early enough in 2024 to be fresh from your Christmas break before you dive in to the overwhelm of the year. It is an escape and a change of scenery, a place to – spark some fresh ideas and absolutely to connect with those other, look, I'm going to say it, high achieving professionals, those who are at the top of their game, the people who are coming to this event, people who we all learn from, who contribute so much to our space and who I just know you're going to love getting to know on a personal level, both me and Rena getting to know us a little more in person and getting to know other event attendees You guys know how I like to do things, no sponsors, no trade booths, no one selling you anything that you don't need. We are focused on solving the complex challenges that you Strata managers are facing, that Rena knows you're facing because she's facing them too, that I am helping managers through every day and celebrating, celebrating the hard work that we do, the strides that we're making and the relationships that we're building. That's what our one day CPD event in Mudgee 2024 is all about.
1: And I think the um, lovely thing that you're doing, Amanda, also, and that's quite unique, is that you are not having all those trade booths and all that other type of stuff around, which, you know, can be distracting. And sometimes, you know, when someone is there for a purpose, and and of course, we all need, you know, the suppliers in our industry to help, but it's just a unique event where you only have managers, uh, you don't have sponsors, and, and it's in a forum where people can feel comfortable just to liaise and communicate and meet and get to know their peers rather than, you know, having to spend time with many different stakeholders. It's just nice to spend mm. time with, with other managers from other offices and other companies and see what they're going through and to learn from them as well. We can all learn from each other and help each other. So I think it's a great idea. If you want to join Rena and
0: I in Mudgee on Friday the 23rd of February 2024, head over to yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash event. I hope there's still some tickets available. If you're listening to this later in the year, it's quite possible that we've sold out and I'm sorry about that. You might have to have another event. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. might become a thing. The annual or biannual magic getaway. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, that is a lovely way to wrap up our chat today, Rena. Thank you so much for spending time with me and with all of our listeners. Have a fantastic week in Strata. You too, Amanda. Bye-bye all right thank you for listening to your strata property the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property you can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at your